Hello and welcome to episode two of Sobriety Elevated. You are here with your co-host, Jim Pakonin and Kevin Thole. Today we are going to talk about what it is going to be to build new relationships and repair old relationships. But Absolutely. It's a huge part of this. It is a, right, it really is a huge part of elevating your sobriety. Before we get into that, why Sobriety Elevated? I want you to know that Sobriety Elevated is here to empower your recovery. If you are listening to this and you are in recovery or you are seeking recovery or you're thinking about recovery, we want you to begin to understand the incredible life that is here on the other side of your addiction. Absolutely. We want to show you how your addiction can be like the biggest weakness in your life and how you can use sobriety to be the biggest power in your life. So today we're going to get into building new relationships and repairing old relationships. It is probably one of the most critical things that people tend to struggle with when they first get sober and they get out of treatment. You got to repair some of those old ones. You got to build new. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, 10 plus years of raging drug, alcohol and gambling abuse and addiction, there were a lot of relationships that needed repair. I can remember being in treatment and just thinking so overwhelmed with all of that. Thankfully, I had some some wise counsel to kind of take it one thing at a time. In treatment, I actually built some new relationships there too that are still still friends of mine today, which is, is really cool. But I think that one thing that we, I had to remember, and I have to remember still on a regular basis, is some of those relationships that I, I counted as so important weren't really that important. You know, their, their whole identity was in my addiction and in, in my uh, abuse. And so I, I think that first thing I had to do was really look at each relationship and say, all right, is this something I want to repair or something that shouldn't be repaired? And as soon as I identified some of them, I, I, there's people I still haven't talked to. There's relationships that I've had completely end. So, and so, um, then there's other ones actually, that I had to repair too. Right. Here's a question that I have is when you're having, let's say somebody out there is there maybe a month or two or they're six months or under, and they're actually listening to this saying, how did he do that? How, Kevin, how did you actually look and like, like, what was that process for you of evaluating those relationships? Yeah, well, I looked as like, did we have a relationship that didn't revolve around drug use or alcohol use or gambling? And um, okay. for me, um, so that was a simple one. I mean, that if I didn't have another relationship with them, even though I thought they were really good friends of mine, what I found is there was a lot of using back and forth going on. They didn't need to be a part of my life. And I'm not to say that now uh, at two years, there are people that were in that situation where I was like, no way. Now they're back in my life a little bit. And we're able to build a relationship. It's almost like a new relationship because our relationship before is over and dead. Right. So it just depends kind of where you're at. So things will progress and change. And there's more people that will be in my life maybe 10 years from now who I wouldn't have wanted in my life during early sobriety. So I think it's, it's really to have wisdom. And for me, it was having people around me that had some more time than me and like counsel from people that I could ask questions to that would help me. So basically, you selected the people that could assist you to strengthen your sobriety and have you be strong in your recovery. Yeah, at first, I mean, I, I, I uh, it's kind of as a joke, but uh, 
you know, I didn't, couldn't even really think for myself because I didn't really know how to live. Um, people were just put in my path that I picked for sure. I made a conscious effort to pick them and allow them to have uh, access into my life and let them help me make decisions because I didn't have the best track record of making very good decisions for, uh, for a long time. And then slowly, what was it like for you to develop that internal confidence that allowed you to really strengthen some of those repaired old relationships? And also, I want you to start touching on maybe what it was like to build new relationships. Well, I mean, for me, it was coming to grips with who I was and, and what I had done and really owning up to everything that I had done, like all the lies, all the deceit, all of the, the things that I did wrong. I had to own up to them. And then it was identifying like who I really hurt. And so there's obviously like people that you take money from, you hurt them financially. But for me, the, the things that were most important up front were the people that I hurt, like my wife, my daughter, my family, things like that. But until I could truly come out with all the stuff that I had done and own it, I don't think any healing really could have happened. Healing. So it's yeah. a two way street too. Healing. Yeah. Well, like, topic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into the healing and I'll tell you what, healing <laughs> is not an overnight thing and healing <laughs> happens for a long time. And, and to the people we've hurt healing in that relationship happens for at their own pace too. And we don't have the full control over it. Yeah. And I think for me, what happened is I got sober, changed my whole life. I came out of treatment. I was all gung ho. I'm in recovery. I'm a, I've got all these things. Well, other people were like, wait a second. They hadn't seen me be anything but a piece of garbage, basically that lied, cheated, stole. I mean, that's who they identified me as. So it took me some time for them to build some trust. Right. And one of the best things that I heard in treatment was that honorable action over time equals trust. So can you say that? So I had to have that. Can you actually say that? Yes. Again? That is an important, that's a critical point. Yes. And this has been my, to this day still, because you don't, it doesn't, two years of sobriety doesn't erase 10 years of addiction, by the way. So it's still every single day that honorable action over time equals trust. So until I have some honorable action over time, I can't expect trust at all from anyone. Right. And what happened for me is as I came out and as I did the right things and I really did change and I did all the, th if I said I did it, I would do, if I was going to do it, I did it. Basically what would happen is people would see that and they would take notice of it and then they would be more open to hearing me out and hearing what I have to say. And then the, the hard part was making things right. And yeah. so what does that look like? I mean, it, it can look different for everybody. Obviously if I stole a thousand dollars from somebody, you make it right by paying them a thousand dollars. Yeah. which I didn't have at the time. So it took time to do a lot of those things. Yeah. But people like my wife, who I hurt so deeply, is it's like a lifelong process. It's making sure that I, I do things to, to make her feel safe. The things that all the things that I took away from her, which was her safety and security, I do things now very intentionally to make her feel safe, feel secure. You just do things that are honorable. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. And what, I'm, what I, I will say is it was not like overnight. Like it took, it was a process for people to see this over time. Well, this whole thing is a process because one of the things that sobriety and recovery give you is it gives you the opportunity to redefine who you are. Actions always speak louder than words. When you go back to wherever you're from after recovery, there will be a huge draw back into this old way yet you get to choose. 
you get to sometime every moment, every day, you get to choose who you are. And it is in the relationships that you repair and it is in the relationships that you build. Your, your wife is an amazing one because you and she probably have the strongest relationship now than you've ever had. It's incredible. And, 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 it's and like, better. like, exactly. It's getting better every single day. And the, the thing again is it's a two way street. And so my wife was willing to work really hard to repair our relationship. Yeah. Um, and I'm very thankful and very blessed for that. Cause a lot of people don't have that. There are some relationships in my life, you know, a business associate that I had that that relationship, I've done everything that I can do and I've, I've owned everything that I've done yet. They still may reject that well, and they and, don't want to have the repair. Right. And allow them the time that they need to repair themselves. Because as you have said, you've done everything within your power. Now it's up to them to choose. And I think it can be sometimes frustrating for us people that are working really hard on our recovery and in our sobriety to know that everybody heals and develops at different paces. And we can't expect everybody to be where we're at, especially if you go to treatment. I was in treatment for 90 days. I had 90 days of intense therapy, intense healing, intense growth intense mind changing, you know, mind shifting moments and other people that were here didn't. Yeah. The experiential work, that experiential work is so critical in that early recovery process. Cause that's honestly, that's how we met. I do. Yeah, it is. Right. I do experiential work and I also do one-on-one sessions. I have seen more people transform their life through a simple spiritual meditation and it's almost so simple, it's difficult to explain, yet it shifts people so incredibly. Yeah, and that's, so those are all new things, and it's it to, to mirror the relationships. You know, I never one time did any breath work or meditating or anything until I went to treatment, like nothing. Right. And um, all of a sudden, I'm doing all these new things. So what recovery has done for me is all those new things, but the new relationships that I've been able to build too. Like for me, I go to different recovery meetings and stuff all over town and they're all over. And when I'm out of town too, you go to them. There's people there that I, just like I never would have meditated until I went to treatment. If I never would have gotten into recovery, there's people that I meet and become friends with that I never would have met or become friends with before. So those are new relationships that I've been able to build. And it's been it's been incredible because I'll tell you what, if, if, if people around you have fought the same battle you have, if you have that in common where you've both really struggled with something and you have some deep, deep issues that, that have you know, caused the addiction or whatever it is, you have people that you can bond with. The, the bond between two people is way greater than an, a, you know, the same job or having the same type of house or whatever, living in the same neighborhood. This type of thing is a bond that's even deeper. Right. And I want to touch on for a minute in the, in the space of building new relationships, I think you need to repair the old relationship that you have with yourself. And I think part of this is literally creating and empowering a new relationship with yourself and to yourself. Maybe talk a little bit about how, because for me, I think I do this all the time, usually, especially around the first of the year. I create a new relationship for myself. 
Yet in your recovery, what was it like to begin to build a new relationship with Kevin? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. And it so trust is like a huge thing in relationships. And frankly, I didn't trust myself ever because I, I just couldn't seem to do the right thing. You know, as much as I would try and try and try, I couldn't. And until I got treatment and get better and healthier, I, I couldn't trust myself. But over time, just like it was with my, myself, whenever I became a man of my word to myself, and I started to treat myself with respect and I started to take care of myself uh, in many different ways, I started to trust myself, which then made me start to kind of like myself. And, and still in a humble way, but like, I like who I am. And I realize I'm not this horrible person that I thought I was in the story. I told myself in my head for years that I was this horrible drug addict piece of garbage when I wasn't. That story is a lie. If you're listening and you have a story in your head that you are a piece of fecal matter, that is a lie that the darkness inside of you, that is a lie that the addiction inside of you is telling you, and it is not correct. Absolutely. And that's where it was. It's a whole new relationship with myself. You know, one of the, the best, and this is, it's, it's kind of cheesy sounding, but one of the things that was real to me, and it was just a few months ago, I looked in the mirror and I just smiled and I was like, you know what? You're not so bad after all. Right? And it sounds so cheesy, but, and if, if, if you have, I think anybody out there that's listening to this, that has struggled with addictions, like I get it. People that haven't, maybe don't. But yeah. I think when you can look in the mirror and just be like, you know what? Yeah, we're doing all right here. You know, we're not perfect, but we're doing all right. Yeah. And you are doing all right. And every day yeah. you get stronger. And if you're listening to this, the commitment to sobriety and the recovery process, every day you get the opportunity to get a little stronger or a little weaker. You choose. And then Whatever you choose, make sure your world supports that choice, which is what a strong recovery program is. Absolutely. And as you get deeper in recovery, the relationships in your life will either grow or they will die. And I think that as you, you grow yourself and you, you get better, better is not the right word, as you get healthier, you will attract healthier people. And a lot of those relationships, like I said, so there are people in my life that the relationship just didn't, it was, it was done. It didn't need to keep going. And sometimes that's really hard, especially like in like the culture of drugs and alcohol. It's like, these are my people. We don't snitch on each other. We got each other's back and we're family and all that. It's us against the world, things like that. A lot of those relationships, they're not real and they're not true. And that was hard for me to do, but I was so desperate to stay clean and to stay sober and to stay healthy that I was willing to say, all right, for now, for six months, these people are out of my life. And then they, it just never came back. Were you desperate to stay clean, healthy, or were you committed? Because the Kevin that I knew in recovery was incredibly committed to doing what it took to stay sober. I don't, I didn't remember any desperation back then. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's a nicer way to put it, I guess. I, I guess I'm kind of saying the same thing. I will say that the, the day that I had an intervention in my life was a day where it was desperation. Well, yeah. Because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Exactly. And interventions tend to, to come out of desperation and they put those that are in the chair. You are desperate because it's like, here's what we're doing. You're getting on a plane. You're going for a ride. You're checking yourself into a building and you're going to be there for 90 days. 
Like what? The yeah, but to talk about relationships there, there was three people in my intervention and I only have a relationship with one of them and that being my wife. So okay. there are people that loved me enough when I was active in addiction that to, to help me get sober. But once I was sober, they're glad and they're happy for me. I know they are. But mm -hmm. the relationship there, I had caused a lot of harm and a lot of damage in my addiction. Yeah. So like you said, we're going to give it time. And, and we hope and pray that over time, every relationship that needs to be reconciled is reconciled. But we can only control what we can control. And so we're going to just keep uh, keep focusing on the relationships that I know are, are in repair. My, you know, focusing on my wife, my family, so many people, yeah. people that like are just Your awesome. Your daughter. Yeah, my my daughter, you know, my four-year-old daughter who like I can, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to go into war stories, but you know, like the fact that I'm allowed to even drive my daughter's a miracle, you know, and, and here I am, get to spend a day with her, hang out with her and be intentional about it. Like, just like sit there with her in the moment and not worry about like anything else going on or anything, just having a peace and, and a time. And, and, you know, she's only four, but I'll tell you what, she knows. Like she understands, she knew that daddy was sick and he's better now. And I think it's, it's great to see a child that can understand it. And not that she knows the details and I'm sure one day she'll hear him, but hopefully not anytime soon, yeah, not but anytime. you know, like just, yeah, yeah. She, but they, they, people see it. And, um, and so now my, that relationship there is like, it's precious and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. It's so amazing. And, and I'm so thankful. Without sobriety, I wouldn't have any of it. And if you're listening out there, and maybe you're new in sobriety, this is what is possible. And also, maybe you've been around it, and your sobriety is just getting kind of weak. Maybe this last year has kind of unnerved your sobriety. Today and this moment, it is your, it is your opportunity to step back into empowering those relationships. Maybe take a look at the relationships that you have. Some of them need to be strengthened. Today is the day to do that. Some of them you may need to let go because they're no longer serving you. Again, today is the day to do that. Absolutely. And I think today is also the day where you look at the relationship you have with yourself and the things you say to yourself and the things that you do to yourself and, and really take, take an inventory of that and look at what your, what your story is that you're telling yourself, because if you say it enough, you'll start to believe it. And I just think that if you can start to trust yourself and love yourself, your recovery is going to be elevated. I mean, and your sobriety is going to be elevated so, so much. Yeah. And one of the things I will say is on the topic of story, we are going to have our own episode. There's going to be a future episode where we begin to look into how you create an empowering story around elevating your sobriety. So I don't want to get, but that's, that's one of those going to be one of those future episodes. I, I mean, it's funny. It's like, we have a whole list of episodes and every time we think, oh yeah, we can, I, I need to add this to it because there is so much out there. We're just going to, we're going to take time and we're going to assist you in your growth because that's why we're here. So you've been listening to the Sobriety Elevated podcast. My name is Jim Pakonin and I'm here with Kevin Thole. If you like what you hear, subscribe. If you like, leave us a review. Our Facebook page is Sobriety Elevated Podcast. Join us. We want to make sure that sobriety in the world is elevated today. 
So thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you in our next podcast.